for your thing, whatever your thing is, there is no more, uh, no more, more valuable information than understanding which emotions will sell it to another human being. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Brian. Brian, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hey, it's a pleasure, Michelle. We're going to have some fun. We're going to uh, do some interesting things with human emotionality, I think. Excellent. Love that. So give everybody the 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brian Gregory, I'm the CEO and founder of Admanity. And admanity is a is a made up word. It's uh, really made up of advertising plus humanity, and that's what we're all about. Because nothing in advertising works until it gets emotional. Humans love emotionality. They buy on emotion. They justify on logic. And as a business, we need them to buy first, right? Uh, and so, admanity is a company that analyzes any brand online. Five minutes is all it takes. We have special algorithms and a very easy to take online test. And it will reveal to you, the test taker, exactly what emotions work for your brand, what tactics, what strategies, even the words, the colors, the upsells, everything based on uh, over a hundred years of, of analysis of the best ads in history. So we start pairing you up with winning formulas that always seem to work. So it's a crazy little marketing uh, piece of voodoo. And if you if, uh, if if people tune in, we're gonna stay for the end of the show. We're gonna give you a, a special treat. Ooh, we like treats, and we like something that sounds an awful lot like magic. Being able to take a test and all of a sudden seeing into the eyes of the business, and we will get into all of that. But first off, how did you get into all of this as a thing? Yeah, it's a crazy journey. I used to, uh, in another life, I owned magazines and I was a publisher and there was a lot of local ads that would come in the magazine. And we would always be disappointed when the ad wouldn't work, right? The, the advertiser would call up and say, ah, it's just not working. Cancel my ad. And that's what's like saying, lose money on me. And, and so you get tired of that. So we started helping people with the ads to help them to do it because most people are not adept at, at creating winning ads. Let's face it, they don't teach that in school. And we, the ad started to perform better, but we couldn't give everybody uh, t uh, that much time. So I wrote a book and uh, the book is called Sheep Don't Eat Complicated Grass, uh, .com, by the way. And, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> what? Why not? It doesn't have to be curly or, you know, yeah, fun it's colors. A, it, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun little book. I mean, if you like fun little books, this is a fun, fun one. And, and, you know, the little sheep, they need to be spoken to in a certain way, and then they like you. So that wasn't enough because not enough people read books anymore. So I went on this uh, crazy journey to create an online test that anybody could access from anywhere in the world. It could analyze any brand in any niche in the world and in five minutes reveal to those people what normally would uh, take an agency, uh, an agency level analysis um, that they might not yet be able to afford. And so a lot of small businesses are, are, are kind of cut out of that professional advice they, they could be getting because they just can't afford it. And that's understandable. 
The agencies have a job to do and they need to cater to a certain clientele. So this is for the rest of us in a way. It's a, it's a way to get your brand analyzed without having to pay a lot of money and uh, to get the advice you need instantly to grow and prosper and, and scale up. So it's really cool. Awesome. So let's start getting into the magic and then who the magic's for. So when you say I go into and I get to take a little five-minute test in order to see what my my marketing is like, what my branding is like, I know a lot of people at first blush are going to go, but I don't know that. That's why I need to take the test. <laughs> yeah. If so I knew the answers to your questions, I'd already have the answer. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, and if, if you ask the average small business person, if I if I went up to the average small business person and said, hey, tell me the two emotions most likely to find their way into your advertising, what always works for you? Go, you know, they'd be like, ah, they look like that sheep on the cover of my book. I'm just sitting there going, I don't know. I'm supposed to know that? They didn't tell me that, right? And right. But if you go to a billion dollar CEO of a mm -hmm. billion dollar brand and ask that same question, he'll go boom, boom, he'll tell you right away. So, mm -hmm. That is, that's kind of the difference. And, and so we want to help everybody, uh, whether you understand what branding is or not, don't worry. The test is so simple. It asks you easy questions, no financials, none of that stuff. In fact, here's the amazing thing, Michelle, the test is absolutely blind. So when you take it, it doesn't know who you are. It doesn't know what niche you're in. It doesn't know the name of your company or anything. We don't look you up secretly online while you're taking the five-minute test. I've had people accuse me of that because it comes out so kind of, you know, wild and crazy cool. Uh, and, and it just, it, it's figuring you out as you tell us a little bit more with each true-false answer. It's just true-false. So easy. You can do it. Anybody can do it right away. Five minutes, you're done. Nice. I love it. So as all good tests, can somebody fail this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> stupidity is, a, is something that uh, we, we tried to factor in, in a, but it's not just stupidity. Sometimes English is not their first language. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, so you could misinterpret right. some things. So what the test does while you're taking it, it's sort of creating a little bit of a profile as you're going through. And if it sees a question you answered, that's sort of out of line. It starts to push you back into another line of question just to make sure that you really did mean that. And so the test is very, very forgiving. And even when people do answer, let's just say flat out incorrectly for their brand, it's still not the end of the test. There's multiple opportunities for that test to bring you back to center. And it usually does. And uh, so 99% of our tests come out absolutely uh, spot on. Nice. Where were you in high school chemistry? Anyway, <laughs> I was failing it. Yeah, exactly. I can Had our tests been written properly, we'd have done fine. I couldn't understand any of that stuff. I, I was not a good science student. I was more of the creative uh, student, which, you know, is like saying I don't get points for that because there's not much to, you know, to do in high school that's truly creative. Um, but I got through it and uh, and I ended up in, in marketing and advertising, which I think is is a good fit for creative people. Right. Where the place where you can make money because you're creative. So talk to me a little bit about kind of the test, the results, the um, kind of the premise of it. Yeah. Here's what we did. We, we went through the last hundred years of great ads. So we only looked at the ads that were like amazing ads. These are the ads that blew companies up. And just, you know, you could see that the company was flatlining or going down, then the new ad would come out and, and, you know, oh my God, it's, you know, they never look back, billion dollar brand. 
you know, but a lot of people don't realize that FedEx and, and Apple and Geico and so many of these big companies now were at one point almost failing and struggling to survive. And then they hit that hockey stick marketing moment. So we studied those ads, first of all. And if you study enough of those, here's what happens. You start to realize the same emotions. If you deconstruct the ads, you start to see the same emotions poking poking through all the time. And so you see these repetitive formulas almost, where this one always almost combines with this one. And it seems to always sell this kind of thing. And after a while, we created formulas. And then those formulas uh, plugged into the algorithm. And all the algorithm is doing is it's helping match you up with the right formulas for your thing. Whatever your thing is, there is no more uh, no more, more valuable information than understanding which emotions will sell it to another human being. Because that's what we got to do. At the end of the day, all the product knowledge in the world doesn't matter. What matters is does the other human being like it, want it, crave it, think it's interesting, curious, something, you know, right? Can we... Can we reel them in a little bit with something emotional? Because that's what it's going to take. And that's what the test is trying to find out. It doesn't care what you do, has no interest at all, but it cares how you do it. And that's what makes it kind of interesting. And so Advanity is uh, kind of a, it's kind of high tech, it's algorithms and all that stuff. But if you think about it, it's primal caveman knuckle dragon emotions. <laughs> That we all have within us, like happiness and authority, um, and trust and ego and envy and an attraction and and uh, popularity and belonging. These kinds of emotions tug at us, and you'll find them in all of the most successful ads in history. So it's just a matter of finding the formulas for you. Awesome. So I know that when a lot of people are sitting down to write an email, or they're sitting down, whoops, sorry, to write a landing page. Some will think, okay, I have to get all of the emotions in here so they can get, you know, all the different personality types in. And other people are thinking, no, this is the one emotion that I want everybody to feel. How does that kind of play in with this? And 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 how can they, you know, by using this tool, figure out which ones those are? Great question. Um, yeah, There's it's not a good idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's not a good idea to have an atomic bomb of emotionality in your messaging. You know? <laughs> we found there's 15 emotions that rule all sales, sell everything on the planet. And so it's usually using just two of those together. We have a formula called one plus two equals three. So anybody can understand this. One plus two, one emotion plus a second equals the desired effect. So we're just saying combine these two to sell that thing. But to sell this thing over here, combine these two things. So usually two emotions uh, in any ad, email, social media post, uh, one triggers the other. The, and it, it's just sort of they work together like molecules. They go together like uh, Forrest Gump would say, like peas and carrots, right? <laughs> exactly. Those are the ones. Those are the ones that we want. Uh, the ones that just naturally fit together, because then uh, that's how the best the best ads were all created using these simple, simple emotions, not complicated messages, not facts and data, not statistics and, and reasons why we're the greatest brand on planet earth, you know, hear me roar, none of that stuff. The greatest ads on earth are simple, almost silly, uh, kind of, um, you know, hard to imagine that that, that would message there would sell 
a billion dollar. Give you an example. Um, Skittles. Okay. For 28 years, Skittles been Taste saying rainbow. tasty rainbow, right? <laughs> yep. It's ridiculous. You can't even taste I a know rainbow. That. <laughs> you can't even get a rainbow. How do I first obtain a rainbow? Then I cannot just go bite the thing and taste it, right? And so it's it's nonsense. But to your subconscious mind, the mind that buys everything on the earth, your conscious mind hasn't purchased anything yet. Your subconscious buys a rainbow and thinks, hmm, if I could taste the rainbow, that would be pretty good. Let's get some of those Skittles. And that it is that simple. And when you see some of these messages on TV that you can't figure out why they would spend half a million dollars on it, realize what they're trying to do. They're talking to your subconscious mind, not the one that's so smart. The one that feels and tasting a rainbow feels happy and exciting and good. And one day you're going to be in the store and you're going to grab that bag of Skittles and you're not going to know why. And you're not, you're certainly not going to say, I hope there's a rainbow in there, but you're going to buy the product. That's the goal of all advertising is to get products sold, not to win trophies and awards, right? It's to move the needle. Mm-hmm. Going from one rainbow to the next, the squatty potty did the same thing. <laughs> like, yeah, know. don't. Yeah, don't tell them what it's for. Uh, the best example of that is Charmin. You know, they will never tell you Charmin was good for anything. Just don't squeeze it, right? In the old days, they ran 500 <laughs> commercials. I think they're that said, "Don't squeeze the Charmin." Mister Whipple was all neurotic, and he'd come out from behind the. Oh no, they're squeezing the Charmin again. It's, a, it's like, who cares, right? But it's it's horrific for him. <laughs> And it makes right. a funny commercial. And then what did you do? You went in the store, you looked both ways, made sure there was nobody in the aisle, and you squeezed the damn Charmin. And then you put it in the cart because you were embarrassed you squeezed it. <laughs> and I don't know how many billions of dollars Charmin became the number one brand off of that. And they never once told you anything about the product. Isn't it amazing? You can do that. Crazy. That is crazy. So talk to me. If somebody has kind of a certain brand and then they have certain products underneath that brand. Do the products themselves go under this kind of scrutiny or is it the, the company in general? And if a product doesn't follow that scrutiny, should they be dumping that line? <laughs> How does that Well, work? if you have a product, let's say you're Apple and you've got 1900 products in your, in your world, uh, or you Disney, you know, you got Disney cruises, you got Disney retail, you've got Disney hotels, you got Disney lands, you've got Disney Pixar. I mean, you should take a test for each one of those individually they are brands within the brand, so to speak. It would be hard to test Disney because it's it's doing a hundred different things. Um, Disneyland is the time, happiest. You know, it's the happiest place on earth. Right? Disney, well, Disneyland is the happiest place on earth, but Pixar probably may not be. It, it may be the most innovative place on earth. So it would, it, Pixar would be more like an innovation brand. Uh, Disneyland would be could be a happiness brand or a fascination brand, excitement. Um, the hotels could be a service brand or even a prestige brand if it's an upgraded uh, experience. And so that's what the test is for. These 15 archetypes exist, if you think of them in a, in a sort of a, in a big molecule, and you have to figure out which part of that molecule is your stuff. Once you do that, it's easy. We can provide you with all the strategies and the tactics that work for that thing. And all the test is doing is getting you into one of 15 ballparks so that we can show you what to do next. Nice. Love that. So would you say that it's dependent on kind of the perception of the owners? Is it dependent on the perception of the clients? Is it dependent on what kind of clients you want to attract? A combination of all of that and more? 
The questions are real simple. They're, they're usually, our brand is like this, true or false. Our customers are like this, true or false. And by a, a series of these, we start to figure it out. Um, so we do ask you about your customers. What are they like? What are they not like? But also, what is the product? So if you know your product and you know who you're selling it to, you can take this test. So it's, it's obviously uh, not too hard. And we want to, we just answer, you just answer truth. Truthfully, you don't have to fake it. You can't really um, fake this test. This test will come back around and bite you because it, it knows that you're going off course and it will bring you back to center as much as it can. Um, that's why it took seven years to build this stuff. It was not created overnight. It's um, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's easy when you do it. it. You don't notice anything. Five minutes later, you have answers. Uh, but it's there's a lot of things moving, a lot of moving parts in this test. Awesome. So is there a particular um, kind, kind of company that it's better for? Is there any kind of company that it doesn't apply to? Yeah, you know, I used to joke around that we could analyze a bait shop in Tibet, uh, which makes no <laughs> sense. And I actually ran the report for a bait shop in Tibet one day. And yes, it will figure it out. Uh, it's it, it doesn't matter if it's in the profit, nonprofit, an MLM, a business you haven't even started yet. Maybe you just want to figure out this crazy idea you have, um, it could be any business that you know fairly well, intuitively fairly well. The questions are easy to, to figure out if you know that. So yeah, there's no, there's no limits. Could be um, any kind of company, brand. Yeah, it could be a side hustle. Could be anything. It'll help you. It'll help you grow. If you have a hot dog cart, you need to learn what Oscar Mayer knows, right? They know how to sell hot dogs. So if you want to be a bigger, better brand, what we will show you, we'll open this vault and we're going to show you, this is what the big brands would be doing if they owned your thing. Listen up. This is how it's done. This is how you make it in the big world. You copy the big guys. You just don't spend as much. Um, small businesses notoriously think they have to do something crazy and different. They have to overexplain it. They have to, um, you know, do way too many details because, oh, I'm not very well known. Now you should really just copy what the big guys are doing. As simple as that looks, that's it. They're using emotionality to sell. You're trying to sell on facts that facts never sell. Facts just confuse people. They make people say, I'll think about it. If you're getting a lot of people saying, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to ask my spouse. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll sleep on it. I, I got you know, Then you're not, you're not doing it right. It should be emotional. I like it. Let's go. I'll take the red Ferrari, please. Nice. Love that. <laughs> so when you're working with companies, I you know like if somebody's coming up with a new idea, then it's just kind of me, myself and I, and what I think might be happening. If somebody's kind of in a kind of more of a conundrum and they're struggling with their marketing and they go, okay, all of our C levels, they're going to take this and see what happens. What happens if all of the C levels come up with different answers? That's a good question. Uh, in fact, we're developing a product now that will analyze an entire C-suite or a group of people. So you have, yeah, it's a, you are. <laughs> you're psychic. It's, it, it's, a, it's, it's a great idea. Um, it's because if you're the CEO of a company, it'd be nice to know if anyone else is aligned with the way you think, right? Um, right? it, if you find out that all of your C-suite are, 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 are thinking it's a different archetype than you, you really are, well, then you got some work to do as a CEO. And it might explain why some people aren't showing up to the meetings. Um, so you basically 
have to uh, just get as aligned as you can in any company. Now, if they, if we've done this, and if the company CEO takes a good test, we make sure that that's the first step. Generally speaking, most of the people will be in alignment, but there will be people who are more influenced by their job than the brand. And they see the, the, the job as the brand. So for example, customer service, so all I see is problem, 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 right? Salespeople, they just see money, goals, discounts, sell, sell, Mortimer, sell, right? And it's all pressure of that kind. That's all they see. And whereas the CEO says, well, that's not what we're all about at all. We're this wonderful company that sometimes gives to charity and does all these other things. And the test will not only align those people, it'll share with the CEO how to get them to start thinking more, you know, in tune with you. Um, so, but generally, two people from the same company take the test. They generally do get similar or the same answers because the test, as long as they're taking a sane test, you know, it's a, it's hard to screw with the test, so to speak, and and get something totally different. But it is easy if your perception is so muddled in your your job. It, it's it's very revealing to the CEOs when we do that. Nice, love that. So when somebody takes it, say it comes through and it's clear as bell, this is your company, this is kind of what's going on, this is what your voice should sound like. Have you noticed people ever taking that to their further decisions and say operations and going, hey, if this is kind of what our marketing is, then we should be doing this in, in other areas or other divisions of the company? Yeah, absolutely. I've had CEOs that will take the results and say, uh, you know, I, I can't figure out why these salespeople are always selling our product at the lowest possible price, right? It seems like I can't get anything sold around here at full price. And then the, you, the, the, the salespeople take the test and the results come back a certain archetype that always sees the greedier side of things. And, uh, and it's very clear. And then the CEO came back to me one day and he said, you know, I shared that with my sales team. I told him why that wasn't what we were. And I said, but I see why now that you feel it is. So we're going to change some things around here, you know, and, and, and everybody got on the same boat and it helped him understand why they see the company so narrowly. And it helped them understand where the big picture was so they could start selling the brand instead of this little microcosm of it. Um, so I yeah. can see this across all arenas. Like you take a hotel and they suddenly they gain the clarity. Now it depends on how you decorate the the foyer. It depends on how you decorate the rooms. It depends on how your customer services are interacting with your clients. Like I can see it kind of infiltrating all areas of business because now everybody's speaking the same language around what you do. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, and I'll say this to, to the listeners. Every listener has a business right now or, or a side hustle, whatever you have. I know you understand it 100%. I know you get that thing. You understand that business, but you do not understand the brand. And that's a big, 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 big difference because the business is filled with nuts and bolts and procedures and protocols and things you have to do and, you know, regular meetings and all that stuff and awards you've won and factual things. The brand, you can't even touch it. You can only feel the brand. It's a wiggly little thing in marketing. It's, it's how people feel about you when your logo is not in their room. Um, it's a perception. And to understand perception, you must understand emotion because emotion shapes perception. And until you know what your emotions are, you have no clue if you're shaping the right perception or maybe damaging your brand every day by what you think is cool, but is not really on point with what the customer is saying. I wish, I wish, I wish they just do this. 
I'd be so happy if they just do this. What we try to do is we give you the this. We say, just do this. This is what they want. And thousands and thousands of people have all proven this to be true. These formulas don't exist because they're, they're weird. They exist because they seem to always work. And you see ads over and over recycling the formulas. Your TV screen at night is a giant testing ground. It's, a, it's like, a, it's like a, a university class in formula. And although it's very creative, don't creative people don't write me and hate me. It's, <laughs> it's the formula first. I know what's going in this thing. Now I get creative and make it really entertaining. But first, I must know the elements of any ad, any email, any social media post. Once you know that, boom, it's easy. Nice. So other than, say, writer's block and um, <laughs> that frustration, what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having right now? And they're going, oh, my God, Brian, I need you so badly. Well, that's a good point you just brought up. Most people are not copywriters. So what do you do? You sit down every day. You got to write something, put it on social media, put it on LinkedIn, right? You have this endless creative task that you're supposed to just be able to do. And since most people are not even writers, let alone copywriters, and you know those are the people that write the words that sell, we give you those words. When you, when you get your full Advanity report from us, we give you about a thousand words, phrases, cliches, metaphors, all the words that sell your thing. So you can just start weaving it into your into the tapestry of your websites and your social media, and you'll pick out the words that you like. And all of a sudden, it's just more convincing to the people reading it. So we give you the words. We give you the colors because color is important to people. We don't see in black and white. We see in color. So we got to use those colors. Certain colors are good for you. We'll show you which ones those are. Uh, when you're upselling, there's a tech, there's a technique to it. He's already got some of your product. Now, how do we get this person to buy more? They don't really need more, but we want them to get more. So there's an upsell. There's a win back. They're saying, I don't like you anymore. I don't want to do business. I don't know. I'm just apathetic. Whatever. I'm not buying from you anymore. There's a reverse psychology to winning back someone who's rejecting your archetype at this moment. We show you those. And so uh, we even have 200 million photos and stock images in our database to offer you to help create the perfect ad. 200 million photos. It's one of the largest in the world. And we show you exactly which photos to go search for. So yeah, it's it's fun once you know the answers. I love that. So give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories and one of your clients. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, we we hear these tales, you know, of uh, one, you know, one company I just recently, I remember got an email said we have revamped our entire company around this report that you've given us. I made everybody read it. You know, everybody's on base for the first time in a long time. And it's changed the way we, we do business. It's changed everything. It's changed how we position. It's changed our proposals. It's changed our day-to-day -day communication with the clients. Um, it's changing everything. Because for the first time, it feels right. It's all about feeling. It's never about anything but feeling when it comes to marketing. If I don't feel like buying from you, I won't. And if I do feel like I like it, I will. It's that simple. And when you learn, you know, we have a lot of these stories where people have just told us it's just been an absolute game changer 
to actually feel confident that I know I'm moving in this direction versus I'm going to test something out and I'm going to back out of this as soon as it doesn't work out for me, right? I'm just going to assume it's bad and assume it's wrong. I'm going to be real, real, real timid about it instead of knowing full force, all guns blazing, ramming speed. This is the right way to go. Let's move this, this aircraft carrier of ours out of the harbor. That's the feeling people get from it. Nice. I love it. Well, I know we are super stoked to start implementing and doing things. So, and I know that our listeners are going to want more of this. So how do they start that journey with you? Well, they can, the first thing, the smartest thing they can do is just get their, get their brand tested. Um, and I know you're going to put a link on the, uh, on the podcast. So all of you who are still listening, this is an amazing gift. We're going to give you a free Admanity protocol test for your own brand uh, you just use that link that's on there and then it'll be sent to you uh, and, and it will give you what we, this is the exact same test, by the way, that um, we would charge $997 to access on our website. So we sell the, the product in, you know, a more robust version, but it's the same test. So it's a really great opportunity for you to test your brand. And, um, and, and so that's thing number one. Then you have a decision to make. Either I want to own the reports and the things that go for my brand, or uh, we have another software that allows you to send out the tests. And uh, it's another way to generate leads. So it's just an amazing program. If you like what you're hearing here, get in touch with us. Take the test for your brand. Find out for the first time. It'll give you about 40 or 50 nuggets right off the bat, all about your brand that you could fix or improve or, or make sure you do right. So, that, you know, in the first five minutes you take this test, you're going to get value on top of value, uh, even if you don't do anything after that. It's absolutely free. Then you get some emails where we teach you some marketing wisdom, some really cool marketing uh, tricks and, and tips. Uh, it's absolutely free. Um, and I can't I can't uh, thank you enough for allowing us to come on the show today and and tell everybody about it. Nice. Well, I'm super glad that you came because it is, to me, revolutionary. And I think it's a huge problem in kind of the entrepreneurial world of being able to hone in on this messaging. So the faster, easier we can get to that, the better for everyone. So I'm loving that. And thank you so much. Yeah, our goal is to give out a million tests. So if you're listening out there, you're one in a million. Uh, come on, get, take the test. Become part of our mission to help all small businesses to thrive instead of stumble in the jungle. We want to help you get to where the, the agency uh, represented clients are. And it's possible and you can do it quicker than you think. Love that. So I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? <laughs> you know, my parents uh, once told me, they said, uh, I don't know where you get this because you didn't get it from us. Because um, they never really did anything like, I, I mean, literally everything I've ever done has been um, different. Let's just say that uh, I'm, I'm attracted to uh, against all odds types of of scenarios. I love to figure out the question nobody can get. In this case, it was, could an algorithm be developed to map human emotionality? Sounds in insane. Uh, and for several years, it was, it was absolutely impossible. Uh, we just kept going and going and going, and we finally figured it out. Um, now it exists. Now it seems easy. The problem once solved will always be easy, according to Einstein. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been a crazy, crazy run for me, um, but I love marketing. I love advertising. I love persuasion. Uh, I love how things go from zero to hero. I mean, that's just fun. 
when things yeah. go from zero to here. And, and you know, it, it, so I, I, of all the crazy things I've done, um, this has been the most fulfilling. This is this is a life's work here. This is not a, a phase. This is game changer. And I'm here to change the game for a lot of people. Awesome. And we are super glad that you are here doing it too. So thank you so much for your time, Brian. I appreciate it. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for our peeps? Um, it, my last, many last words. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, it's not your last words, period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the people I work with are actually hoping they are my last words. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, the, the, the thing I would recommend to you out there, if you're in a small business, I know it's difficult to be heard above the noise. It seems impossible that you're banging on social media doors. It seems like no one's listening. Uh, all these other people have got the microphone. When's my turn? I understand that. Um, the difference between the business that, uh, you know, businesses make money, brands make dreams come true. Stop marketing like a business. Start marketing like a brand. Brands understand that it's the simplest of triggers, the simplest of emotions that makes people to just associate to you. They, they're, they're attracted to positive emotions. They're not necessarily attracted to your facts and figures. Um, and, and one of the things I always recommend is sit down and write out five things that would be an absolute ridiculous thing for a, a customer to ask you. Like, what are the five things my customers would want if I could give them anything they'd want? Well, they'd want it for free. They'd want a guarantee. You know, they'd want twice as much for half as much. You know, they, they have these crazy demands, right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't probably do them, but you could find a way to get close to them because that's what they want. If that's what they want, give them what they want. It's so simple to say it. It's harder to do. But the brands that are billion-dollar brands, guess what? They're giving people what they want. They're not forcing what they want down their throat. They're saying, hey, look, the people seem to like this blue thing. Let's make some more blue things. You know, cancel those red things. They didn't like those at all. And off you go. Just doing what the customer wants. If you can find what they want and give it, you're going to make a ton, a ton of money. Love it. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show. And if you're looking to scale and automate your business, reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com. I love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.